Welcome to the Vox Community Podcast. Learn more about Vox Community at voxoc.com. Join us at 10 a.m. on Sundays at voxoc.com slash live and at the Eldorado Performing Arts Center. Well, good morning. I'm Mike. If, you, if you're new to Vox, uh, part of the, the leadership team here, this is Andy. Hello. Yes. So, hey, welcome to our community. So glad. I, um, I'm just tired of Skyping in, so we just decided uh, to show up today. We have, we have a, a slightly different morning um, for us, so, so we're going to kind of go over it a little bit. Um, if you're new to our community, this is actually a great day to be uh, new in our community because we are doing something right after the service called a Vox Holders Meeting. And that just means that we're talking about the future of our church, and it's all awesome. And um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to do our service a little bit differently. We're going to, um, Andy and I are going to do some announcements, then we're going to um, do some uh, do some worship. Uh, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper, and I want you, to, you know, I'll, we'll go over that in a, se- a second. We'll do some more worship, and then I'm going to come up and teach. And then that teaching, we'll have a, a, a quick like intermission where I will say, hey, I'm, I'm done teaching. If you don't want to stay for the next part, now is the time to leave. Um, but the next part's going to take us to noon, and that's just going to be going over the nuts and bolts of our community together. So it's the year in review. Here's uh, what's been going on with you know participation and giving and all of those sorts of things. And then we're going to talk about what the next year, uh, what's coming up for the next year. So if you're interested in that, um, that will take us to noon. So it'll feel a little different because I'm literally preaching uh, and then going straight into, you know, with a quick sort of, hey, take off if you need to. And then we're going straight into that. We'll have some Q&A at the end of that. So we'll put the Q&A number up and uh, we'll try to get through as much as possible. Sound good? All right, Andy, what do we got coming up? Yeah, uh, a few things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, I believe. Do you guys like Andy with or without the mustache? <laughs> With? It was awful. Sounds pretty torn. It was like two fuzzy caterpillars trying to kiss under his nose. They were in love, though. And it was awful. (laughs) Great. Mercedes finally just said it. Yeah, it was a a wife call. (laughs) So I would have kept going, for sure. But honey, it's Movember. But then I would have slept on the couch for the rest of the year. (laughs) Good choice, young Jedi. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Good uh, marriage conference. That's what we do now here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So we've got um, a few things coming up. Uh, as far as Christmas Eve services go, we're just going to be doing our 10 a.m. service as usual on Sunday for Christmas Eve. So we're not going to take up all your fun dinner time. So you can go to some other extravagant large Christmas program and enjoy all the seasonal festivities. I'm not yes. knocking that. That's I think those are so much fun. Those are awesome. Yes. Um, and same thing with uh, New Year's. We're going to have Eve live well. animals here. <laughs> on Christmas Eve, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, maybe two caterpillars will come back. Yep. Um, We're going to have some wise men here. We're still trying to book them, but we hear they're out there. <laughs> and then, uh, Bob, yeah, put that up, Bob. Keep that up. And then uh, next week, uh, not this week coming, but the following week, we'll be transforming our table fellowship um, dinners actually into holiday parties. So what that means is that for those of you that have been participating in table fellowships, uh, those are just going to look a little different in the sense that we're just going to kind of go a little kooky and have fun for Christmas. So all the different hosts will maybe do something a little different. We did it last year and it was tons of fun. But if you are um, looking to meet some of our folks and actually get a little more connected in this community, this is a great way to, to jump in. You're not committing anything to more than one night of hanging out and getting to know people. So that's 
that's going to be around the 7 p.m., 6.30 p.m. hour on December 13th. If you go to the website now, um, you can sign up for those. We've added three home locations. i got to put one more up on the site. Two of them are there, but we even have a home now in Laguna Niguel. So if you're coming up from South County, we have one there, and we got a few more uh, spots there. So yeah, we're, it's going to be a great, a great month. Yeah. So a uh, couple of things. I want to remind you when we get to communion, that communion is open for everybody. Um, all are welcome at the Lord's table. We have gluten-free uh, station over there. And, um, and what you do is you take some of the bread, you dip it into the cup. Um, some people have just, just pounded the cup and bless you for pounding the cup. But the, the plan is to dip. Uh, yeah, obviously, Jesus does not care, um, but some germaphobes do. And, um, and so, so we dip it. And, uh, and then over at the communion stations, you'll notice some things. Uh, they, there's room there to write down prayer requests. This is a big part of what we do as a community. Um, so you can uh, take a pencil, fill out a, a sheet of paper, and wrap it up, put it in those wood uh, slots. And we have a, a team that prays for those. Um, also, there's a, a prayer shawl that's draped over that. Um, earlier this year, we talked about the woman touching the hem of Jesus' robe looking for healing. And so this is a way uh, that symbolically people just go before Jesus and ask for healing. And then we'll have some prayer folks uh, around the room right over here near the gluten-free. So they're gluten-free prayer folks. So uh, just they bless that. Uh, All right. Any questions? Any comments? Miss you guys. This is awesome to see you. Uh, And we'll talk about the church in a bit. But anything else? We're all good? All right. Let's pray. I want to pray. I'm going to do it. Jesus, take the wheel. Amen. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name's Mike, uh, and if you've just uh, arrived here in the last 20 minutes, uh, we're doing our service a little differently today. Um, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a bit of teaching, and then uh, we're going to do, we'll take like literally 10 seconds to say, hey, if you want to go now, now's the time to go. And then we're launching into something we call a Vox Holders meeting, which is uh, a dumb way of talking about um, our church and where it's going and what, what's been going on. And um, so it's actually, you're absolutely invited. There's childcare, you know, everything will just continue as, as we go. Um, but if you were like, nah, I'm hungry, uh, that's your time to leave, right? There will not be um, major shaming. Uh, if you walk out, they'll just be minor, like, see you later. Uh, so I miss you. And um, my goodness, it is great to be here. Uh, so we'll talk more. We'll give updates and all that stuff. Uh, if you have a Bible, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Christmas is upon us, whether you were ready or not. Correct? Yeah. I know. I know. And for some of us, like the Erie clan, the tree was up before Thanksgiving. It, uh, we've, we've settled on January 15th as the date will take it down. So we're trying to get two months out of all the effort that goes into decorating. Because um, our house is pretty boring otherwise. Uh, for my friends, the Joneses, Christmas starts two weeks from now. They buy a tree, it dies. Twelve days later, they're done. It's over. Uh, so however you are, however you are, 
And how long does it take you to decorate the house, Stacey, realistically? 15 minutes, two hours. Two days? And you only do it for a couple of weeks. That's, see? See, I don't get that. And why do people kill live trees for their own personal amusement? I don't understand that. Why, does the world need more trees or less trees? The world needs more trees. So why, why are you taking trees for two weeks? Why? In the name of Jesus, stop. All right. So, so I got up early this morning, and uh, my goal was to prepare a sermon for this morning, and instead I drove here early and hugged everybody. So this is going to be a little shaky, uh, which... Not as always, exactly. There's nothing, nothing terribly surprising about that. But Christmas is here. Uh, we want to frame, we want to do a couple things this morning. We want to talk about uh, the, that, that event that we celebrate is the culminate of the big biblical story. Uh, and we want that to kind of frame the discussion we're going to have about our community. So we're going to be operating along both of those lines this morning. Genesis chapter 3. As you know, Genesis chapter 1, God creates, declares it to be good. He creates human persons in his image and his likeness to be stewards and representatives of his governance on the earth. Uh, Genesis 2, we kind of zero in on the creation of the man and the woman, the naming of the animals and so forth. Genesis 3, we get to enjoy that for two chapters. In chapter 3, the thing all goes downhill quickly and uh, a serpent shows up and, and they disobey and, and it's fascinating because there's this, there's this dialogue. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from him. And then God says, uh, the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? And so, you know, for those of us who are like church people, yeah, 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 okay, talking snake, sure, forbidden fruit, okay. For people new to the Bible, this is really odd. But of all the ways that you are going to picture what God intends for people, you have God looking for human beings that are lost, that are hidden. They themselves have brought their shame upon themselves, and as a result, they're now hiding from God as opposed to having intimacy with him. But the picture you get, the first thing God does in response to human rebellion is what? Where are you? He looks. Now, it raises so many questions. Is God really walking in the garden? And what does that mean? And they, I have no idea. None. But what does this tell us about the heart of God? That God desired, he didn't make human beings to be robots. He didn't make human beings to be automatons, autonoma, didn't make them to be robots. Uh, and... <laughs> God designed and created people to relate to him, to be with them. Now, I know that's a pretty obvious point, but if you had to summarize the entire biblical story in 30 seconds, it's not just a story about Jesus dropping in out of nowhere, rescuing people to heaven when he dies for their sins on the cross. It's actually a story about God pursuing and God coming down and God looking and desiring to be with human beings in their lostness. 
God has always been, since the fall, he's always been looking for a community to take up residence within. So the first glimpse you get of that is in Genesis 3. The human beings have fallen. Where are you? Looking. I mean, again, raises all kinds of questions, but that's the first glimpse you get of what God is like. Then, go ahead, Bob, and put Exodus up there. Then what God does is God selects a man named Abram and says, from your family, from your line, from your descendants, I will create a vast nation, and through that nation, blessing will come to the rest of the earth. But God does this really interesting thing in the middle of this, and this is so different from the way the ancient Near Easterns conceived of what God was like, that God said, have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will what? I will dwell among them. Now, the sanctuary was something called a tabernacle. And it, it just was literally a mobile tent. And the, the Old Testament goes into great detail about its construction, about how you carried it, about who carried it, and what order it was carried. I mean, it was like tons of content in the Old Testament about how significant this was. And the reason so much goes into the detail is because God dwelling among his people was an absolutely novel concept when this was written. That God wouldn't just be with them in some abstract way, but he would dwell. That word dwell there is so interesting. It's like, it's the, the word dwell there has the connotation of like expressing his fullness among them. That God has always been looking for a people to dwell among. And, and the reason Israel was chosen wasn't because they were great, wasn't because they were mighty. It was simply because God promised Abram that through his lineage, a nation would be formed. But they had a very specific job description. And that job description was to show the world what it's like to be a people that, that God can dwell among. Does that make sense? Their job description was to live so differently because God was among them that the nations would be attracted to God because of the evidence of Israelite culture, Israelite society, justice, laws, all those sorts of things. Make sense so far? Okay, awesome. Now, finally, the Israelites settle into the promised land. First Kings, uh, a temple is built for God. And right at the very end, it says, when the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. Now, the cloud, we know from earlier in the story that cloud was representative of God's tangible presence, right? God's everywhere. But in the Old Testament, there were specific times when God would manifest his presence. Manifesting his presence meant that you could see he was there. So the cloud fills, and again, it's that word dwell, but just expressed differently, fills the temple, and, and it said, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled his temple. Now think about it. Think about this way. So in the ancient Near Eastern conceptions, the gods created humans to be the God's servants. In the Hebrew conception, the human beings are created to be image bearers. They're cooperative participants with God. And even in their fallenness, God selects some and he says, I'm now going to dwell among you. And the reason I'm dwelling among you isn't because of your awesomeness, but to show off mine. Because I, you want, you are going to be the kind of people that live in a different countercultural way that shows how good it is to have God dwelling among you as opposed to not, right? Makes sense so far. Now, things get really interesting when you get to the New Testament, of course. 
John chapter 1. Right, it, it, uh, John 1 begins with, in the beginning was the word, and the word doesn't mean spoken word. The word means something like much deeper than that. We don't have time to get into. But the word is a reference to Jesus. The word, Jesus, right, this word that always existed with God became what? Flesh and made his what? Dwelling among us. Now that word dwelling is borrowed straight from the Old Testament when God says, I will dwell among you or glory of God filling the temple. It's all related language. So now, so think about what what you see as the main storyline. If somebody ever says, hey, what's the storyline of the Bible? This is the storyline. God creates people to be with them. In their fallenness, they hide, God pursues. God selects some human beings where, where he can literally take up residence among them, right? I will build, have, you, have them build a tabernacle, have them build a temple, but God, that's not close enough. So God tabernacles himself among people, right? So Jesus isn't just a way to God. Jesus is what God looks like in human flesh, correct? So the story isn't, see, so many times in modern Christianity, the story is us going up, when the actual biblical story is God always coming down, God always pursuing, God always drawing near, God looking for a people to dwell among. And so when God shows up in the form of Jesus, it's the same language of tabernacling and dwelling, but now it's actually him in the flesh. And if that's not crazy enough, Jesus says this absurd thing to his followers. When he says, I'm going to die, He says, it's actually for your good that I go. It's actually going to be better for you that I leave. Because, go ahead and put John 14 up. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be what? With you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and what? So do you see the progression? God dwells among his people, form of a cloud, a a fire, a a sanctuary, a temple. Jesus Christ comes and now dwells among people. And if that weren't close enough, then has the audacity to say, actually, I've got great news for you. I'm leaving. So that now God can dwell in you. Now this, if you look at the history of religious thought, I mean, this is just mind-blowing stuff. Nobody was saying things like these. That God would dwell in you, not just among you, not just as one of us, but in. So Paul gets a hold of this idea, and he starts using the image of the church being the body of Christ. And God placed all things under the feet of Jesus, And appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his what? Okay. Perfect. Clearly you're used to me on Skype at this point. You can't handle the fullness. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now that, if you're new to church, you're like, what? That just sounds like a bunch of nonsense. In the same way that God fills Christ, Christ fills his church, the church fills God's world. And the church's job now is, and the metaphor that's used, is the relationship between a a head and a body. 
The head directs the body. The body goes where the head directs, correct? And so the image that Paul gives of a church isn't, hey, a once a week event where you come watch some terribly gifted and handsome person, you know, doing their thing and you all participate and then judge it afterwards, right? Right? The image he gives is that the church is to be the literal presence of Jesus on earth. That's a pretty big deal. All right, so it's not like Jesus leaves and is doing something else. No, he sends his spirit so that his work can continue on the earth through a bunch of frail, jacked up, semi-faithful people. Correct? But do you see, but the, the thread, and I don't know, I get fired up about this. You guys look incredibly bored by this. <laughs> But, but it causes me to see what this is so differently. Because this, see, our job isn't just to be rescued from fire and, and taken to heaven when the rapture happens. Right? The job is to be what Israel was supposed to be. To show the goodness of what it's like to be the kind of person in whom God dwells. And so, so you have this image that Paul uses all over the place. You are literally the body of Christ. It's not just a metaphor, but your hands and your feet and your, you're showing off Jesus to the world, right? That, that the church is what God himself wants reflected. Next. So just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Again, that same image. Or go to, uh, is there another one in 1 Corinthians? Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Like he's not just speaking metaphorically. There's a sense in which Christ's presence on earth is through his spirit, but now Paul will just say things like, yeah, 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 you're, in, in the same way that the fullness of God dwells in Christ, the fullness of Christ dwells in you. Now think about the implications for a second. Are you with me? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay, this is what Skype can never capture. <laughs> the sweat flying, the spit. <laughs> Whatevering. <laughs> Spitting. All right, so... When we think about what a church is, I love you, Pat. It's my friend, Pat. Oh. Now, the predominant understanding, now, and this goes into our vision, right? So this is like... Yes, the Christmas story isn't just that Jesus showed up and we gave gifts in honor of his birthday. It's, no, 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 Jesus showing up is the culmination of the whole biblical story. What was the biblical story? God drawing near. God looking for a, a people with which to dwell. That's why sin matters. Because sin inhibits the ability of God to dwell fully. Now, he's always here, he's always with us, there's no condemnation in Jesus, but Paul's really clear about quenching the spirit and grieving the spirit. That's why we care about it, not because we're going to lose something or because God's going to punish us, but it's because when, when, we, when we're choosing what's not of him, what's outside of his kingdom, we're actually inhibiting the spirit's work in us and through us. That's why that matters. Because the job description we have isn't to talk about how great the church is. Right? The job description we have is to manifest Jesus. 
Now, in a lot of conceptions of what church is, at least in America, church is the instrument of God's work in the world. Okay, so we'll call that an instrumental view of the church. The church performs functions. So hey, people need to be married. So here's the church. People need to be buried. Here's the church. People need to be taught the scripture. Here's the church. People need to gather in corporate worship. Here's the church. The church does stuff. Bless you. Church is a safe place for sneezers. As long as you don't drink out of the communion chalice. And so the purpose of the church is to do stuff. So the focus, if that's your understanding of the church, your focus then is on getting as much participation as possible. So you count everything. How many people show up? How, how much do people give? How many people are participating? Your focus is on programs, right? So we got to do this to reach this and do this to reach that and do this to reach that. Absolutely, the focus is participating. And so you count, and the bigger the better in this way of understanding the church, Correct. And so the people they put up at pastoral conferences aren't like the the pastor of a 30-person church. It's like, no, I've got 10,000 people in 30 different locations, and here's how we did it, and here's my book detailing about how you can do it too, right? (laughs) But that matters if you understand church as just a place where God, God uses the church to do his work in the world. What we're saying is far different than that. The church is the place where God wants to dwell among his people. And so it's not as much about participation as it is transformation. Are the people becoming more Jesus-like? End of story. That's the only measure of success. It doesn't matter if there's three. It doesn't matter if there's 30. It doesn't matter if there's 30,000. The only measure of success is do you look more like Jesus as a result of participating in the community or not? It's not do you like it. It's not do you want it. It's not do you agree with it. If we are to be literally the hands and feet of Jesus on earth, the only question that matters is are we becoming more like Jesus? And hold on a second. You've changed. You've changed here. So the goal of that isn't to have a bunch of, uh, of, of you know, slates of programs where everyone's busy. The goal, actually, is to be the kinds of people where God can freely move and dwell through, right? That's the focus. And it doesn't matter how many of those you got. 11 teenagers changed the world, right? So when we talk about what it is that we're doing here, it's awesome that you show up to a Sunday thing. It's awesome that you give. It's awesome that you bless and that you give energy and time and you serve and you set up parking stuff. I mean, all of that matters, absolutely. But none of that is the litmus test about whether or not we're successful. Because the through line of the Bible is simply God looking for a place to dwell. And we want to be those kinds of people where we say, hey, we're over here. God, we're here. We're this little place called Vox, and we'd love it. We'd love to see your fullness here. 
and we are prepared to do the hard work, the repenting, the listening, the confessing. We're prepared to do that work so that you and your beauty and your majesty would be manifest in our community. Right? That is a church. And that's the only measurement that matters. It's not about what we do, it's about who we're becoming. And so we're going to talk about numbers and we're going to talk about all that stuff, but none of that is measures of success, right? None of it is. The Christmas story is about the God who dwells among people. And he's always been looking for a people who want him to dwell among them. Make sense? So I'm going to pray. And then if you want to stay, awesome. We're going to talk about a church. But I felt like I wanted to frame it within that big conversation. If you want to go, bless you. Go eat lunch while we wrestle and feel the weight of being the hands and feet on, of Jesus on the earth. <laughs> All right, so it's 11 now. We usually go to like 11.30, so we'll go, because we'll do Q&A, we'll go a little beyond that, all right? Make sense? So you still can do lunch. <laughs> so Lord Jesus, we are here, and I know that many of us desire deeply to be the kinds of people, see these people are smart, they're leaving during the prayer, that is fantastic. <laughs> That's the way you do it. That is the way that you do it. It's so good, man. I'd be that person. Oh yeah, here's the transition prayer. I'm out. So Lord Jesus, here we are. You get all the credit for anything good that happens. Lord, I thank you for raising up people who are passionate about you and passionate about being like you. Thank you so very much for your grace to us in Christ. And would you, Lord Jesus, for as long as we are here, form us and shape us into people that reflect you and people that just give a faint glimpse of how truly magnificent you are. And may that be our overriding concern. Not our egos, not our agendas, nothing but seeing the name of Jesus lifted up. Because you are amazing. And we're grateful to be your kids. So we love you and we bless you. Amen. 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 All right, so go ahead. I'm going to sit down. Love you guys. See you later. As long as you're in the car saying, man, that was really the most amazing thing I'd ever heard. He said it was going to be horrible, but it wasn't horrible. Love you. Have a great Sunday. Come back to visit us. Foxo sees our website. Hug each other. We're not trying to force people out. <laughs> Just want them to be here. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Love you all. <coughs> See you later. What's up, boy? You want to say hi to everybody? This is Big Nate. Uh...
All right, just, just a couple of things about Big Nate. So Big Nate's shaving. Yeah, that's true. It is true. Big Nate talks very deeply now. That's also true. Can I tell him about anything else? What was that supposed to be? Yep, the girlfriend. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. So Big Nate's, we're going to cover more stuff than this. But, yeah, big update. So, so... Okay, it's our meeting. Hi, Hannah B. You want to say hi? Oh, Hannah B. All right, so enough of this nonsense. Joneses, you don't have to stay for this, but we love you. Um, okay, a couple things. Uh, let's go over some numbers because we love numbers. None of these are, are hugely successful. And again, if you feel trapped, I'm sorry. If you felt shame in leaving, lots of people left. You could have too. Now I'm assuming you're choosing to be here. All right? So it's full blast. Uh, people were nervous when they heard I was coming back and we're talking about the future of our church. I don't know why. Why would you be nervous? I don't understand. It's not like we've ever made really abrupt, crazy announcements here before. I don't understand why you'd be nervous. All right? So just come on. Uh, no, no. We, we plan on being here a long time. So that, be at ease. This is just about... And the reason we plan on being here a long time is because of you. Uh, because of your generosity, because of your commitment. We, we had a couple of plans in place where we were going to close the doors in two months because we, really, we just didn't know. We just didn't know. And it wasn't just that I left. I hated the way I left. It wasn't just me leaving, but just the way it happened, how abrupt it was, how few of you I got to say goodbye to and thank. All of that was horrible. I regret all of it. I would do it all, all differently. It was poor leadership. I hate it. Right? I really, really do. I'm so sorry uh, that I handled it that poorly. I really am. I really am. Once we decided to go, I just could not, my heart was breaking. And I just felt like I needed to, to get out as quick as possible. And I just, I'm embarrassed about how selfish that was. So I'm so sorry. And I deeply ask your forgiveness for how I left. Um, we're doing okay. Um, I think the kids are flourishing in Ohio. Mom and dad, we're working on it. It's just tough to start over. Um, and we really deeply miss you and we miss this. And so Sundays have been hard for us knowing that you are here. And even though I Skype in every now and again, um, it's just not the same. And I know it's not for you either. Uh, I cannot tell you how simply thrilled I am that there is something that still exists. I had several people tell me before we left that if I left, the community would fall apart. And um, because certainly, if it were built only on a personality, that would be the easiest thing to do. But there, there are a few of us who deeply believed 
that the image of the table and the idea of table fellowship and the idea of extending that through the Eucharist into our community, then into our spheres of influence was something that was very, very significant. And I can tell you this, having visited now several churches, having been away from Vox, overhearing conversations about us that people are having, um, and, I, and, I, and I don't really have great words to say this without it sounding um, prideful or grandiose, I just want to assure you that the world needs what we're trying to do. And it's not perfect, and it's messy, and we've made all kinds of mistakes. We've hurt people along the way, absolutely. But I just don't see, I see loads of communities doing the instrumental view, right? We do stuff, and we're awesome, and we're fog machines, and this is amazing, and our next great series, and our thing. But think about what this community's undergone. All right, we started with 80 people, uh, and, and we, we spent months trying to talk Christians out of showing up, okay? Because we were close to other churches, we just simply said, we don't want you, this is not for you. We want back row people. We love the people in the back row. That's who we're, that's who we're going after. The people who don't feel like they, there's another spot for them, the people who've given up on megachurch culture, the people who just are refugees from a subculture that has been damaging in some ways and doesn't always reflect Jesus. We didn't advertise, we didn't promote, we didn't do anything. Then I up and leave in the way that I left and then try to teach on Skype. Okay, there isn't one religious community on the planet who is attempting to do what we've been trying to do. So it speaks to you and it speaks to the faithfulness of Jesus that we're still here. Because we, we, we really thought, man, if people just stop giving, we're done in two months. And instead... Here we are, not just talking about this past year, but what's coming in the year ahead. So from the bottom of my heart, I can, I can simply say I could not be more grateful for you, for risking this, for fighting through this, for living in the tensions of all that we're trying to do. So I'm just very proud. I'm very proud of you. This is unique. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, this conversation and the things that we're trying to do, it's much bigger than what's happening in this room. So Andy Bear geeked out on some numbers. All right, and, and Andy, if you're ever around Andy and he starts adjusting his glasses or putting his hair behind his ears, it means something sweet's coming. So this, so Friday, we were just bombarded with Andy Bear reflecting on the podcast. And if you remember, the church was actually birthed from the podcast, so we include this in our update in terms of what God's doing. All right, go ahead, fire it up. Look at that, Mike Erie podcast. That is awful. Next. <laughs> All right, so this year we had almost half a million downloads uh, from the podcast. Next. Since the inception of October of whatever, a couple years ago, uh, we've had 883,000 downloads. Now, Now think about that. There is no building big enough to reach that kind of audience, correct? There's no service awesome enough. I mean, so we see, we see this community as the liturgical expression of the conversations that we began way back when, right? So this, this is just amazing for us. Next. Uh, download for, the, for year to date is about 37,000 a month. Next. Um, when we do stuff on Facebook, is that year to date, Andy? All right, so about 42,000 people have tuned in to everything on Facebook. All right, if we do Q&As, um, if we do live shows, next. 
So total playbacks, podcasts, and Facebook, 925,000, right? Which isn't bad, which isn't, which isn't too shabby for, um, <laughs> for the amount of money we've spent on it, um, which is about $1,000. Next. So the average content downloaded is 41,000. Now, here's the reason we're having this conversation. Even if the numbers were small, that's irrelevant. The, the thing I want you to come away with is the conversation and what we're doing is much bigger than what's just happening in this room. Because you could look around the room and say, well, I mean, man, this should be bigger and it should be this or that. That's not the way we look at it. We look at this as, a, as the working out of the, the beta testing of things that a lot of communities just aren't willing to, to give a shot. And so what you're doing is being observed. I cannot tell you how many other pastors we hear from who are just like, hey, we watch. I mean, we met a, we met a gal at Yard House last night. Not, we were there for purely business reasons. And, um, and she comes up, she works for another church, and she says, on Monday, I watch you to get filled up. So, I mean, th- what you're doing here matters. If you're wondering, okay, the money I'm giving and the sacrifice I'm making, it feels boring now, it feels different than Mike's gone, blah, blah, blah. Why do we keep doing this? Well, there are lots of reasons, but here's one. Next. Guys, people like us <laughs> on the podcast. Next. People support us, which is amazing. Next. Okay, this is the community podcast. All right, so Vox Podcast is its own thing. This is this now. Make sense? So we release this on podcast as well. Next. Uh, 83,610 uh, downloads of this. Yep, great job, you guys. <laughs> Appreciate your work on that. Next. Uh, what, what's so last year? So the one before was just this year. Oh, that so that's the year to date. This is the year to date because we have a year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Okay, so this is in the lifetime, which is amazing. Next, so about ten thousand people a month download this. What happens in this room next? Um, sixty-eight thousand people have watched. Now, obviously, there are lots of repeats in there, so I don't know how many people it is, but there are just loads of people tuning in right now. (laughs) So look interested. Next. Right, so 5,600 a month. That's amazing. Next. So if you, if you take the podcast and Facebook, it's 185,000 next. If you add that, uh, so monthly downloads, that works out to be 12.5,000, great, next. People like us, <laughs> next. So if you combine the podcast and the church, there, there's been over uh, 1,100,000 impressions in the language of Andy Bear. Uh, over the lifetime of what we've been doing, right? That's a big deal. And, um, and so this is where Andy geeked totally out right now. Next. So per year, <laughs> per month, per day, per hour, per minute. And then Andy closes with this. Andy, put it up there. Every single minute, someone is listening. Yes, we're awesome. 
Oh, Andy went crazy. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Oh, he was texting like a fiend. <laughs> so why does this mean we're successful? Not even remotely. Lots of people love Taylor Swift too. So that, that's irrelevant, right? That is irrelevant. It does mean, and it's one of the things we use when we talk about, okay, what's our goal? Our goal was always to have a conversation around a table, and we wanted to invite anyone who would listen. And so there are a bunch of people listening, for better or worse. But what you're doing here is being observed. It matters. It's important. And it's something that, I know this is grandiose to say, but it's something that I think the kingdom needs and appreciates. And so thank you. Now let's talk about the church real quick. Let's do some, some numerical stuff. Hey, there we are. That's monthly attendance. I don't know why there was a big drop between July and August. I have no idea. It's not like we made abrupt decisions or anything hasty. Okay, so there we are. But notice we're, we're creeping. We're creeping back up, kiddies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We knew we, knew we would shake a few people who were just here for yours truly. <laughs> Next. Oh, that's a little more, a little more dramatic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> next. Yes, next. 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 Oh, no, you can go back to the other one, Bob. I was, I just, okay, here we are. All right, so weekly giving, which... I mean, this is amazing. This is the only time we talk about money, by the way. We never want to be a community that's like focused on that. So you, you see a great variant of range, <laughs> but, pretty, but pretty consistent, which has been amazing. Next, how we spend our money. 42% go to uh, payroll, and that's the lowest of any community I've been a part of. It was 48% last year, 42% this year. Um, and, and we want you to know that number, just so you know, the, the goal isn't. Uh, just to employ people. <laughs> we actually have work to do uh, that we're excited about. 3% facilities. That's amazing yes. to be in this place. It's fantastic. We love it. Insurance, most of that's for me. Um, <laughs> other is honorariums for guest teachers, supplies, um, you know, communion supplies. We do a ton of hospitality. I mean, there's just, that's the big catch-all, like costs associated with ministry. Next. All right, so typically, so blue is giving, red is expense. And so the, the reason July was massive was uh, because we gifted, we took $100,000 if we were going to plant a Vox Ohio. Uh, we set aside $100,000 to do that, if that's something God calls us to. Uh, that's why that one is huge. But you can kind of see the ups and the downs of it. Next. So budget to actual. So the blue is kind of what we need. We need about ten to 12000 a month. Uh, no, 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 a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ten to twelve thousand a week, and so you can see the gr the blue is what we needed, the green's what we get, the red is the variance between those two numbers. Next, and there you go. So, it is a huge testament to you, your generosity, your commitment, your giving. The fact that we are still here makes sense. I hope you feel that. Like that's amazing. 
And uh, we don't take that lightly at all, nor did we, nor did we assume it. We really had a plan if, okay, if, if things tanked, to just shut the whole community down. And thankfully now we're just making plans for next year. So that's credit to Jesus and credit to you. So thank you. Let's talk about next year. Uh, some things, and then we'll get to questions. Andy, put the number up if people want to text in their questions. There it is. Hi, Bob. Oh, Andy, you had no power. Okay, perfect. All right, hold on a second. Oh, yeah. All right, for the future. Are you ready? All right. We're still going to be here. Okay, there's number one. So we're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We're still as absolutely committed to this as we ever have been. Okay, we've, we've hit what we, what we knew would be a bottoming out as the community adjusted, and we're back uh, on the way forward to, we're seeing growth happen all over the place. So we feel like, okay, this is fantastic. Uh, Sundays, we want to stay in the pack as long as we can afford to. So our goal is to, is to be here as long as we can. It's just absolutely perfect for us. Um, so Ronnie is going to plant a church in Orange County. And so we're gonna to try to find another person uh, to come in for our teaching team. And uh, we want Ronnie to come back so we can bless him, pray for him, commission him, all those sorts of things. Um, but right now, teaching team's me, Tim, Carrie. One of the things I really wrestle with, and I want your feedback on, not now, but through email, is this. So our, our email address is feedback at voxoc.com. My assumption is having a live teacher here is better than having me on Skype. If you disagree with that, would you email me that? Okay, because, so, so you notice I'm about once a month, and I've done that purposely, because in my view, looking at a screen isn't as good as having someone here uh, incarnating the teaching as they're talking about it. Make sense? If you disagree with that or agree with it, either way, I'd love to hear from you about that because I'm in the process of drawing up how many times I teach in the spring, right? We've never wanted to be a video place, and so I've been very hesitant to put me up a lot, all right? We can, absolutely. We finally have the technology worked out. Andy Bear flew up. We got that all taken care of. But I'd love your thoughts on that. All right? We are going to keep looking for other teachers to add to the rotation. We want to be more creative on Sunday mornings. And so one of the things we talked about that we've gotten away from is being way more liturgically expressive. So we want to, we want to explore some things. We wanted to continue to develop community pastors. Um, we want to change the stories we tell. So there, there's more coming on that, but we've got some ideas for different kinds of stories. We want to keep developing musicians. So in short, um, we're going to keep going and uh, we're going to be a bit more expressive, creative. And then, um, I'm still going to be a part of the teaching team and, would love your feedback on that whole thing. Table fellowships, we're still going to do them. Um, we, we keep tweaking them. So if you attended table fellowships last spring, they're way different than they are now. They're meant to be consistent. Um, you go to the same place, get to know the same people. The goal of table fellowships, of course, is that you open your own homes. So chambers have done this, and uh, the salts have done this, and loads of others are starting to do this. Uh, but we're still going to do table fellowships, and we're experimenting with content. And you know, so so are they small groups? Well, not in the classic sense but do we want people to be deeply connected to each other once a month and that you get to know the same faces over and over? Absolutely. Um, 
Andy's going to start do, doing something called Vox Meetups, which are not table fellowships, but they're kind of, we're going to go to a bar together, or we're going to go to a restaurant together. So it's kind of a, instead of going out to someone's house, it's kind of a, a softer means of entry for people that are new, because one of the things we've heard is that just seems intimidating to go share a meal in someone's house. A little easier to just know Andy or a couple of Vox folks are going to be at this restaurant, and uh, so that's something we're going to do. Uh, the big thing we're going to try this year is we want to do peacemaking projects. So peacemaking is very different than social justice. Social justice is I have resources, I'm helping you. Peacemaking is we want to be around people that aren't like us, and we want to live in the tension of people that have been typically at odds with each other, trying to develop those sorts of relationships. And so that's a very different thing, right? Uh, peacemaking is very different than peacekeeping, as we talked about. And peacemaking is very different than social justice. It'll take on some social justice stuff, but peacemaking for us begins with listening. So we want to hear from different perspectives in our community. Um, we want to hear from different perspectives in our world, particularly those perspectives that would challenge us most. And so we've got some things cooking uh, along those lines. That'll be, that'll be something new added to the Vox Mix. Um... We want to continue leadership development. Um, we want to, you know, our goal is if we, if and when we can afford it, um, that we that we uh, find somebody to help develop our junior high students, mentor them, kind of help push forward community projects. So that remains to be seen if that's something we can do. But we'd love to do it if we can. That's all I got. All right, questions, Andy? Fire it up, big boy. Let's start with the ones that were. Um, that's the only one from before. That's the one from before. Okay. And if you go to the top, all the ones in black are coming here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. You guys okay? Yeah. All right. You guys are awesome. It's 1125. I'm cooking way faster than I thought I'd be cooking. I'm looking forward to hearing about the future of Vox. I do have some questions I hope will be addressed. Here they are. One, it's unclear who the Vox pastors are and what their roles are. It seems like right now there are guest speakers, but none that's dedicated to Vox. All right, great question. First of all, it depends what you mean by pastor. So we have a whole community of people called community pastors. They are the pastors of our church. These are people who sit, who grieve, who listen, who, who uh, counsel. Um, these are the, the, the true pastors and shepherds of our church. If by pastor you mean leader, then um, we have a leadership team that's myself and Andy and uh, David and Izzy and Cece and uh, input with the community pastors that kind of makes the sort of day-to-day -day decisions, but there's not a lot of day-to-day -day decisions because we kind of do the same stuff over and over and over again. Because for us, the point is doing, it's not doing more stuff, it's becoming certain kinds of people, right? So we're always wrestling with, are we becoming certain kinds of people? So we have pastors, if you mean shepherds, yes, we have a whole crew of them that are way more gifted than myself, Andy, David, Izzy, or Cece, who are more tasky, or in my case, not tasky at all, um, but certainly not as warm and fuzzy as we would need. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Two, what's Mike's role? Will he continue to delete, uh, to delete? Will he continue to lead Vox? It seems like a very tall order to do this remotely. It is. It's a very tall order to do this remotely if we didn't have a great team. It's very easy to do it remotely because we've got a phenomenal team. 
So yeah, the plan is that I still keep doing what we're doing. Um, there is, I miss being hands-on. And so I think our local team carries a lot more leadership, but in terms of DNA, big vision stuff, I'm, I'm hugely a part of that. So I wouldn't say I lead it. I would say now I'm just a part of a team that does. You know what I'm saying? Because Ohio. <laughs> I'm hoping that Vox will revisit small groups. I know there are community fellowships that meet monthly, but its purpose seems to be something other than Bible studies, discussions. Yes, exactly. We, there are tons of small groups through tons of churches in the area. Um, we want to really focus on table fellowships, and table fellowships aren't the same as small groups. And so because people can tune in on podcast to Bible study, we kind of feel like there's enough Bible study out there, if that's not heretical to say. Um, we want people connected along the way, and so we think table fellowship for us is the way we're going to do that. So I'm sorry. Um, I think Vox is something great going that makes it very unique. My hope that is Vox continues. Well, it's gonna. Okay. Uh, is there a current year deficit? Um, no, because we, we try to just match what we have with what we spend. We actually have a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe a little more than that in a reserve, which is amazing. I mean, that's incredible. You know, and that's just my salary. <laughs> Where are Carrie and Tim? They don't love you. And um, they don't love you like I love you. And so, no, Tim, I think they, they were already speaking elsewhere. So they already, they have plans, but we love them. And, and uh, they're both very committed to what's going on here. They, ta- they each turn down loads of other opportunities to be here. So we absolutely love them. Who is paid on Vox staff? I am paid, Andy is paid, Izzy is paid, CC is paid, Robles is paid. We pay guest teachers, we pay guest worship leaders, um, and then we pay all of our, our team members with eternal points. <laughs> what happens if 100K is set aside for Vox Ohio, but then something happens where Vox OC goes under? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. There, uh, absolutely no thought's been given to that because we're not in danger of that at all. So I, I wouldn't have any idea. Great question. How's your mom? She's doing. She's actually doing pretty well. Um, still has this elevated red blood thing, and doctors don't know why, but her energy seems to be back, and she seems okay. So I'm thrilled about that. The Buckeyes are out of the playoffs. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> What percentage of the budget is given uh, towards those in need and or supporting partner ministries? Not enough. Because right now, we've been in survival mode. We literally did not know whether or not we would make it after the transition. So, so we, we do benevolence things. There have, been, there, there have been a few things we've done inside the community where we bless people. But one of the areas we are sorely lacking in is, uh, and that's why we want to do emphasize peacemaking this year, is partner ministries and being a conduit of blessing uh, to those who are a lot less fortunate. So that's coming, absolutely. Did Andy geek out... Did Andy geek out to let us know per person how much giving would need to increase to meet our needs? I know you don't like to talk about money, but when we spread it amongst the community, it feels less overwhelming. That's a great question, and I have no idea. Andy, Andy geeks about downloads. CC geeks about finances. So, so we're we're doing if 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 we're, we're surviving, and not just surviving, we're able to save a little bit. 
So we can't, we're not able to yet to hire if we wanted to hire somebody else. Um, but guys, you're amazing. So if you feel called to give more, of course. I mean, that, that, that's going to be put to peacemaking projects and perhaps a new hire that would help uh, oversee leadership development, uh, work with junior high kids uh, in leading ministries here, and then also uh, focus on community peacemaking stuff. So that, that's awesome, but you guys are amazing. I mean, we'll always, always could use more, but we're thrilled to be here. So I hesitate even asking. Do you have any plans to start a YouTube channel? I try to avoid anything with my face uh, in it. Oftentimes, Andy, the recording quality of the services on Facebook isn't that great. If you get a certain amount of views, you get paid for it. All right, Andy, so YouTube, buddy. Uh, as the community has adjusted, it's been great, but obviously there are less people, so giving has gone down since you left, but are you still being paid full-time? I'm taking less uh, than what I was, but we said that going into it. I, I, don't, I don't do as much. Uh, because I'm not here, so I shouldn't get paid as much. So I, I do get paid for full-time, and I'm insured, which is massive. So thank you for asking. Uh, if you are on the teaching team, are you being paid like Tim and Carrie? Are you being paid like Andy and David? I'm being paid like Andy and David. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for asking. Sorry, Joneses, I love you. These are just friends who are here because they heard we were in town. How often uh, are we doing personal testimonials? How do we consider people to share? We're really rethinking that. We did it. We had a whole bunch that we did the first year. Uh, but, but people felt like we were trying to fit them in a certain format, and people didn't like being fit in a certain kind of format. So we're rethinking about how we tell stories. So mom, doing great. I know some Christians who are working to build friendships with Muslim communities in LA. I'd love to connect Vox with them. Yes, I'd love to do peacemaking in that way. Could you email me, mike at voxoc.com with details. Is there a particular group or organization that you have in mind? One of the things we've been talking about is world relief. Um, They've been settling Syrian refugees in Los Angeles. Um, So... Yes, we've been wrestling with that, but we want to do a lot of diligence on this before we just jump into something because we, we never want to be abrupt or hasty. <laughs> Attendance and giving are down over the last few months, creating what appears to be a big deficit. Clearly, something must change. What are we going to do differently to respond to that trend? That's a phenomenal question. And that's why I spent a lot of time defining what success is. If success were giving an attendance, then I'd be worried. If success is a group of people committed to becoming the kind of people where Jesus resides and wanting to be more like them, then I'm really encouraged about our community. And so I don't want to be the kind of community that talks about money when we need it or talks about growing because, you know, whatever. Um, so, so we're not going to do a whole lot. We're going to trust that God is at work. We're going to trust that the people here are committed. I see lots of new faces, which is incredibly encouraging to me. So what we're seeing is a bottoming out, which we knew would happen as the community adjusts. And then we're going to start seeing slow, steady growth up. And we're beginning to see that. So I'm actually really, really encouraged. There isn't a big deficit because if we don't have it, we can't spend it. Right? We took the 100000 out of savings. Um, we're, we're not 
we're not huge spenders. It's just you see the variation of week to week. Sometimes giving uh, is uh, really small, and we go, oh. And then sometimes, like, it's ridiculously generous. And so it all evens out. But if you look at it just by separate months or weeks, it looks like it's crazy. And it is. But we've actually been pretty stable, and we haven't, I mean, we've, we're now dreaming about next year. So that's amazing. So, so I don't want to overreact to the trauma we've just been through by doing a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't match our DNA. I would rather just see what, I think there is something that we could use a lot more of from you and that's your feedback. And, and I don't mean just like, we talk about general feedback, like, hey, I like this, I don't like this. That, that's not helpful. What's helpful is, hey, this, I'd love to see this. Now, we won't always agree, but I love your feedback. I really, I really just want to hear what's, what it's been like, what we can do better. And, um, and because that's something I don't get from not being here, right? So that's an area that we want to hear more from you about. And you're giving good feedback right now. Oh my goodness. All right, I'm sorry. There's so many coming in. There's so many coming in. What your life looks like in Ohio besides your role at Vox. Are you involved with a local community in Ohio trying to start a church there? Um, it's been really hard for Jesse and I. I gotta, I gotta be honest. So way harder than we thought. We miss you. We're lonely. Starting over in our mid-40s just is not a great idea. I feel like I'm running, I've, I've run away from too many churches. Um, it's been hard. It's been really, really, really hard. Our kids have flourished and that's made it better. But, um, you know, whether it was the right call, I still, God can redeem it all. But I'm still wrestling with, you know, was that a wise thing or not? Um, we don't know what to do. Uh, there are loads of great churches in Columbus, Ohio. Um, we're wrestling with whether or not to plant one. We don't want to plant one just for the sake of planting one. We want to plant one because we're called. And so we're still waiting on that. So day to day... Uh, there's some bundling up. There's some taking the kids to school. There's some podcast prep, some Vox meetings. There's stuff like that. But yeah, we're, in, we're involved in a church community. I go to a small group on, um, on Monday night that I would love to change to a table fellowship. Um, I sat in a church community uh, where there were three non-believers, And the guy gets up and says... Hey, uh, there are 30,000 people going to hell today who haven't heard about Jesus because we're not committed to reaching them. And I'm like, so in those moments, I kind of get fired up about planning a Vox community. You know what I'm saying? What are you looking for in a teaching team member to replace Ronnie? Um, One of the things we liked, goodbye guys, love you. I know, it's totally okay. We're we're just going to go to noon. Oh my Lord, there's so many. What are you looking for in a teaching team member? Someone larger? Someone uh, more handsome? No, um, we we want people who don't sound like each other. We want women, uh, we want um, non-white folks, um, we want uh, people that carry the sensibilities that Vox carries and that limits the assumptions about who's in the room. Make sense? Because we always want to be people that talk to people who come and sit in the back row. Why? Right? Those are usually the people that are new. Those are usually the people that aren't as um, gung-ho. Those are, you know, we're just, we're fans of those folks too. And so um, trying to find somebody who loves Jesus, loves the text, but is willing to not um, just punch through their content like it's all Christians in the room is a tough find. 
So we're still working on that. How often will we be at Vox? We miss you. We want to see you more. If I loved to travel, I'd be here all the time. Uh, I hate flying. I hate it. I freak out. I hate it. So I'm hoping four times a year. We'd love to be here over the summer for a longer stretch and teach. Um, How can you be confident that Vox will be able to continue when we're in the red? Because we budget around what we think we're actually going to get. Not just some, some kind of projection that's, well, here's what we need to do it. And so we're very realistic about what we're spending and what we need. And so we're okay. We're okay. Goodbye, guys. Love you. See you later. Any advice on how, see ya, how we can improve as a congregation? Yeah, dress up. Yeah. Yeah, bring some class to this place, all right? Are you kidding me? You guys are freaking amazing. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. Come, invite people, serve. Great, you do that anyway. This is fantastic. No, there's nothing I could think of. This has been the most amazing journey ever. What would an example of peacemaking be? Um, here, Here are examples. I don't know how close we get to this, but one of the things that I'm really proud of our community about is you have people that wear Trump t-shirts next to illegal immigrants. Uh, I love that. Peacemaking is when you have people at the table who normally don't like each other. So I love, I love people who are very vocally against illegal immigrants to get to know some. I love, I'd love to have people who are very suspicious of Muslim refugees to get to know some. Like those are peacemaking projects, right? That's what the table does. So, so whatever stereotypes we have of the other, I want to wrestle. I'd love to have a Trump supporter up here and a Trump non-supporter up here. And they're both very mature in their views and have them talk. Like that'd be interesting. You know, because some people think you're an idiot if you support him, and some people think you're an idiot if you don't. So that's peacemaking to us. It's hearing perspectives you would normally engage in. What's it like to be an Asian American uh, in Orange County? What's it like to be an illegal immigrant in, in Orange County? What's it like to be a gay Christian? Um, you know, those are the interesting sorts of conversation. What's it like to be a woman in the evangelical subculture, right? And there, and and it, so it's just peacemaking for us is making room at the table for things that might challenge preconceived ideas. I hope that helps. With junior high and high school, how do we engage them more? Yep, we're working on that. Uh, we have a house to open, but not margin to organize something, even if it's just a hangout thing. Does that work with what Vox is about? We want it to, yes. Uh, we don't want to have a traditional youth group. We want people to fall in love with the community and not just their kind of a separate thing. So, uh, but that's an area if, if we were able to uh, hire, we'd want to hire. Um, would a new Vox, would a Vox Ohio divide your ability to participate in OC effectively? Starting a new gathering would seem very consuming of time and energy and focus for me to do alone. You bet. That's why I would never start a Vox OC alone, and that's why I'd never run a, or I would never start a Vox Ohio alone, nor would I ever run a Vox OC alone. No, I, I feel like they're congruent. The, the thing that... Um, uh, I just don't know how we replicate this. So for me, it's the process of dying to this and letting Ohio be whatever it's going to be. Because those people wear different clothing. And, and you know, you're bundled up because it was 50 today. I tell you 50 is warm. <laughs> seeing you on Skype is better than not seeing you at all. Yes. yes. Okay. That's great.
How is your health? Man, casseroles. <laughs> I just fattened right back up. I tell you what, cold, like I've never been cold. So just curling up with carbohydrates is dead. <laughs> okay. 10 more minutes, you okay? Okay. All right. And then we're done. And then we can stay for about 20 minutes, then we got to get to the airport. Well, yeah, the kids are here. Yeah, we're like, we came for this. Yeah, they have school tomorrow. So we arrive at midnight in Ohio. And they're going. They're going. (laughs) Suck it up. They're going to go. I'm going to take a nap. They're going. (laughs) Is there a teaching plan? Or do guest speakers get freedom? Right now, we give them freedom, but um, it's feeling fragmented. And so we want to start we want to start working in series. So maybe you have Tim teach a mini series for four weeks, me teach a series. Instead of just you show up and it's like, well, it's this and then this and then this and then this. So that's a great question. The teachers have to be willing to do that. Not all of them have uh, time to write new stuff. So like Tim does stuff from out of his books and, and it's fantastic. Um, but one of the things he said is, listen, I don't have time to write a whole bunch of new messages. Totally get that. Carrie has made some time. I obviously have time. Where are the plans for Vox Ohio? I, we're still working on it. I, I want to be really, I've got to die to this and see what that is and see if it's needed. I think it is. Um, does Vox have a reading list? Yeah. Email, email me at Mike at Vox OC. I'll send you a reading list. Are there plans to develop Vox communities outside of Orange County? Absolutely. That's always been the dream. So Vox Ohio is totally congruent with what we've always dreamt about. I just never thought I'd be the one doing it. Um, so we've got people in Nashville that Andy met with. There are folks all over the country who are interested. Um, so yes, the plan is, is as many people as would be called, we'd love to facilitate that, but we don't have grand plans to be some monolithic, mega, you know, super branded corporation. Uh, are you guys opening up the brainstorming planning uh, for the peacemaking beyond leadership? Yes. Email us. Yes. If you want to be part of that, yes. Would love your thoughts. Talk to Andy, talk to David, email me. Uh, how does plan, Vox plan to nurture not only members, but its staff and volunteers? Great, great question. I don't have a good answer for that. I noticed that you're, I'm new here. I've noticed that the tagline is safe to belong. What does that mean? Uh, safe to belong is our attempt to embody a value that the church is built upon, that the church should be the safest place to talk about anything. So the church should be able, built around the Eucharist, to be able to have folks who disagree with each other viciously on issues, but for the sake of their shared commitment in Jesus, they share the table together. So safe to belong me is an expression of our intentionality to try to have the binaries that so often divide us subsumed under the shared commitment to Eucharist and Jesus. So we want Republicans and Democrats, Trump supporters and non-Trump supporters. We want people from the LGBTQ community and people who think that that's sinful. We want people who are, you know, think illegal immigration is horrible next to illegal immigrants, right? That's where we grow and we're pushed. We want Catholics and Protestants and Presbyterians and Methodists and non-church folks. I mean, we just want to, we want, we want this to look as if uh, everyone were welcome here. And so 
Sometimes we're really successful at that. Sometimes we're not as successful at that. But that's, that's what the idea is, that everyone's welcome to the table. And if Jesus can pull together a tax collector and a guy who hates tax collectors in his original 12, he can pull together all kinds of us today. So we want to build the community not on the basis of our shared politics, economic status, perspectives on sexuality. We want to build the community on the Eucharist. Make sense? Great question. Wool socks. Correct. I wore wool socks today. Yep. (laughs) Will peacemaking projects be family friendly? I imagine some of them will and some of them will not. Uh, and, and, and I don't know that. Only I only know that if we do what we would like to do, there'll be some tension and there'll be some ambiguity and there'll be some, it'll be work. So we want them to be as friend, family friendly as possible. But if I can imagine some opposite sitting at a table that would be pretty heated. We forgive you for leaving. You did what was best for your family and your family understands and sympathizes with that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for your transparency with our community in order to build a stronger bond. You got it. Love you. Okay, yes. Please make it clearer that although we are not collecting the budgeted gifts, we are collecting enough to cover our bare bones expenses. Okay, I hope that's Cece or somebody. Yes. Or maybe that's Joanna. Joanna, was that you? Yes. Say that loud. Yes. Yes. So do you get that? We, we, like we're comparing it to need, but to our bare bones, we're doing okay. We're still here. Make sense? Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, Joanna. Talk to her. <laughs> Any plans to move back eventually? I'm not sure. Um, a lot, my, our kids love it, and so they're just starting high school and junior high, and we've moved them around so much, that'd be tough. But being here this weekend makes me rethink all of it. <laughs> Mike, can you leave some time for the individuals here, question and answer type thing, that aren't texting you as you, as you speak? I can leave a few minutes, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh man, Coors Light. Yep, there are Coors Light. There is Coors Light in Ohio. Miller Light's really big though. Um, <laughs> as a profuse sweater yourself, I'm hoping you'll christen a sleeveless volunteer shirt for your members. Pit stains aren't safe to belong. <laughs> There's so many, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tim and Carrie have been a huge blessing. I was disappointed when you left, but I certainly feel like the program you've been running has continued what Vox is rather than taking away what everything it's about. Amen. So great. Uh, what's the number one tension that's present within Vox at this moment? Um, oh, that's a great question. Uh, I would just say what my involvement needs to look like, what's best for the community. That's the biggest question I wrestle with. Is there a crowdfunding mechanism that won't be in place for Vox? I don't know, ask Andy. Matt Chandler, yeah, he's awesome. (laughs) I can't tell you how great it is to see how well we're doing. I really would have no idea where to go to church if Vox didn't exist. Love that. Um, yes, this said, can you touch on, on more how you tend to the needs of your volunteers? I feel there is a lack uh, there. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't appreciate our team members enough. We don't invest in them enough. And that's something we absolutely have to revisit. I don't have any specific plans other than we need to revisit it because I feel that too. Sound good? Yeah. <sighs> There's some I didn't get to. I was just scrolling and just popping on random. So 
Uh, if yours didn't get answered, you could email me and I'll get back to you. Sound good? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you survived. It's 11.51. Andy, anything you need me to add? Joanne, anything? Sound good? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to be here. We'll hug. There'll be lots of hugging. We'd love to see you. Uh, And then our flight leaves. We have to take the car back. And uh, the kids are going to bed at midnight, which is awesome. All right. So we'll have to we'll have to go before we get to say everybody. Thank you, love you, bless you. All right. All right. I was gonna pray, but see you guys later. <laughs> go get lunch. Love ya. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Vox Community Podcast. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Vox Community. Participate in the Vox community at voxoc.com slash participate.